Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Matt Foreman. I'm the lead pastor here, and uh, you guys are the amazing people that come to an 8 a.m. service, so congratulations. I heard some bags of bacon rustling a little bit during that video. That's good. Hopefully, you got some of that and those kind of things, but uh, super excited that you're here. I just want to say happy Easter, all of you, um, and uh, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a very traditional church uh, where every time on, a, on Easter Sunday morning, the pastor would, at some point during the service, say, Christ is risen, and the congregation would respond, Christ is risen indeed. Some of you are familiar with this. So we're gonna try that, and I know it's eight o'clock, but we gave you bacon, all right? I'll try as much gusto as you can this morning, all right? Here we go. Christ is risen! All right, amen to that. So hey, uh, we're gonna jump into a teaching short this morning. Uh, if you wanna open a Bible to Luke chapter 24, that's where we'll land today. Um, and if you don't have a paper Bible, there are paper Bibles spread throughout the auditorium, about every other seat or so, you can grab one of those if you'd like. Uh, or you can go to sermons.church on a browser on your device, and uh, it'll be there as well. You can search for Cornerstone Vineyard Church and all that stuff will be there for you today. And uh, to get us started this morning, I, I wanna reference the video that we just watched. Uh, that video, uh, the title of the video is actually the sealer. And uh, this is imagining the responsibility of, uh, of, the, of sealing Jesus' tomb, the, uh, the guy that was responsible for that, who finally tells the truth, right, about what actually happened that first Easter morning. Uh, and, and the idea, like, there's a lot of speculation, different things going on, like, what happened to Jesus' body? He tells, well, his side of the story. And uh, basically, right, at, the, at one point, he admits that, hey, nobody fell asleep. Right? Some people are saying this, nobody fell asleep. And I love the last statement in that. I want to recap that for you. He said this at the end. He said, I'm telling you the true story. He was not just gone. He was alive. And then he gets that like smile, right? Because it, you can feel it's in his bones, right? He's understanding what's really happening. He says, no, no, no. He is not just, he wasn't just alive then. He is alive now. And as we were putting this whole service together for, uh, for Easter Sunday, we definitely thought about the confetti, by the way. Wasn't that kind of fun? You know, celebrating all that stuff. We talked a lot about that stuff, but I found this sealer video and it just captured me, this video. Because what a unique perspective, right, from the, 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 the soldier who sealed the tomb, right? I thought that was interesting enough, but then there was this statement, like he's not just gone, he was alive, he is alive, the true story, right? And I thought it uh, was exactly where my head was when I was considering Easter 2022. It was like, wow, that's exactly, kind of tees up this really nicely of where my head is. Like Jesus, folks, is not, it wasn't just alive then. He is alive now. He wasn't just alive then, he is alive now. And we're gonna talk about that today. And actually, uh, months ago when I set the title for this, this weekend's message, uh, it'll come up on the screen. This is the title, is No Doubt Jesus Was and Still Is Alive. And it was even before I found that video, right? And so we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna talk about what was portrayed in that video, the, essentially the aha moment, right, of, uh, of the sealer, realizing what really took place, Right? And uh, what this means for us now uh, and what it mean, what's meant for, for, for centuries and, and for 2,000 years, what this has meant, right? The fact that not only was Jesus alive, he is also still alive today. There's no doubt about it, folks. There is no doubt about it. 
And so to do that, I want to read a section of the Easter story. We're going to look in Luke chapter 24 today. And in some senses, we're going to pick the story up kind of in a little bit in the middle, right? Uh, and so uh, the, 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 the tomb, right, the, the death of Jesus happened, the tomb was sealed. And at this point in the story, the, the stone was already rolled away, right? And, and things are starting to kind of, there's some talk going on. Right? People are starting to go, on, did you hear what happened? There's all this whispering, all this stuff going on. We're going to pick it up in the middle of all this stuff. And what we're going to see is we're going to, just like the sealer in our video, we're going to see some people kind of have a little bit of an aha moment on that very first Easter Sunday. All right? And so I'll give us some couple, uh, couple of thoughts to kind of grab onto. So let's read. We're going to read a, quite a bit of chunk of the scripture today. So follow along as best you can. It'll be up on the screen as well. All right. So let's start to Luke 24, starting verse 13. It says this. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came, and came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who has not known of the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going uh, farther. But they urged him to strongly, urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. And then we're going to skip to verse 33 to finish up. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them assembled together, saying, It is true, the Lord has risen. Now, there's a couple of specific things I want to pull out of that this Easter Sunday morning uh, that I think is, is really important to, to really dive into with this idea of, folks, it is, there's no doubt that Jesus is alive today, all right? And so before I do that, though, let me pause and pray, and then I'll give you a couple of things to write down and think about. So let's pray. God, uh, we are thankful today for Jesus, uh, that he uh, is risen and risen indeed. And God, we pray that as we look into this text today and we celebrate this resurrected Jesus today, that you would uh, do something supernatural among us. Um, God, that you, uh, you would work among us. You would teach us something. God, you would, God I know uh, this is an Easter story. Something comes around every single year, but today it would be fresh. It would be new. And that you would do something among us. You would teach us. And God, that uh, we would be changed because of it. Not because of my efforts today, but solely because of the efforts of the Holy Spirit among us. And uh, just... I want to honor you with this time, Jesus, and so we pray and we give it to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Amen. All right, we have uh, just one point today. You can write this in. Uh, here's our point. No doubt today is, folks, it is a marvelous extension of the very first Easter. You can write that in. It is a marvelous extension of the very first Easter more than 2,000 years ago. Now, keep in mind, right, our focus today, right, as we, as we celebrate Easter uh, in 2022 is the fact that Jesus was that first Easter alive, but he is still alive today. It wasn't just a one-time event, Okay. Uh, but a marvelous extension still today. That's what we're gonna focus on. And, and we clearly see, we're gonna kind of, uh, this is gonna happen in two points. We're gonna look at the was part first and then we're gonna look at the is part in just a minute. But we clearly see the was, right? We, we clearly see the was part uh, uh, in the text, right? We'll look at a couple of these verses. In the text in verses 22 and 24, or through 24, it says, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said that they did not, but they did not see Jesus. And then verse 34, right? The last one we read was like, it is true, he has risen. Earlier in the text in chapter 24, it actually says uh, in verses five and six too, it says, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. And so we clearly see, right? There are multiple, in this one chapter, multiple points. It's like, he's, he's risen, he's risen, he's risen. He's alive, right? He was alive, right? And, and then he shows up to a bunch of people, right? Uh, and you can actually look at all this uh, in the text when you have some time, but uh, man, he shows up to all these people. Here we see these two guys, right? He shows up to them, right? This is after the death, right? This is after he was beaten. He was, he, all the stuff that we went through on Good Friday, right? He, all that happened and now he's, he's risen, right? And he shows up to these two people, right? And then to his disciples. And there are other sections of scripture, like I listed them out in my notes, like Mary Magdalene, he, he uh, appears to her, and the other Mary. And then there's mention of specifically with Peter, one of the disciples, and then James, and, and Paul, the writer, uh, he wrote most of the, uh, a good chunk of the New Testament. And then there's a whole crowd of people who he actually shows him stuff to. And it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 6, he says he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Folks, he was alive. You're not getting this yet. <laughs> he was alive. Y'all, I just said y'all. Uh, he was alive, right? He was alive, all right? Now, I know, right, there is speculation today, folks. I know there's speculation today whether the Bible is true, right? Whether the, 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 that Jesus truly was the savior of the world, whether this resurrection thing really happened. Um, but folks, I, wanna, I want you to know today is that this is not, this is not just a story in a book, this is not just a story in a book, right? Jesus was a real person who walked the planet. Flesh, blood, just like you and me. He was real. People who cared about Jesus watched him die on the cross on Good Friday. Were, were, were weeping as they watched a loved one they loved, loved so dearly to, to actually die on the cross. And then those same people, some of those same people who, who loved Jesus literally took his body, his beaten, his, his broken, his limp body off the cross and laid it in a tomb. See, and, and then beyond that, so, so he was real, these people who cared about him were real. And then, right, you, you gotta also understand the fact that like ultimately, folks, the people that he appeared to were also real, Right? These people literally saw Jesus after the resurrection, right? Face to face. Eyeballs to eyeballs. He was real, right? So like Mary Magdalene, she was real. Not just a, fig a figure in a story. Or the other Mary, real. Peter, James, Paul, all 500 people, they were real, real human beings, not just characters in a story. 
And I think, folks, it's so easy, right? Like, oh, the, 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 the Bible is a great book of stories and fables. No, it's real life. I know, so I'm getting a little fired up on an eight o'clock service. I know, I'm sorry, right? I was thinking about it this way this week. For maybe, maybe this will help make sense. Like, I want you to think about in your, in your life, just think about a, uh, like an event that's happened in your life. You don't have to shout out loud. Just kind of get it in your mind. Maybe it's uh, uh, an interaction with you had with somebody. Maybe it was something happened this week, or, or maybe it was uh, an embarrassing moment you had in your past, or maybe it was something tragic that, that happened in your life, like a car accident. Some of you know I was in a, uh, two car accidents in one night when I, my freshman year in high school, so it's vividly in my mind. I remember that really well. Um, and, and so I was thinking, like, get that thing in your mind, okay, and think about that for just a second. Uh, and, and, and the idea, right, you probably told that thing, that, that story, that memory to lots of people, right? You, you've probably told that story because it's like, oh, man, I was really embarrassed or whatever. Like, I told, I've told my car story so many times because it's my testimony. It's what I, my, my, my coming to Jesus moment, right? That was what happened to me. And so I, I've told that story a bunch, and you probably told your story a bunch. But here's the point I want you to, to know. Just because I wasn't there doesn't mean your story isn't true. Right? Just because you weren't at my car accident doesn't mean that my car accident wasn't true. It was real. It was a real experience. Your experience was real, folks. And just because we weren't at the first resurrection doesn't mean it wasn't real. It was real. Here's, I think it's important, and this, is, this really was the crux of what I wanted to get at today, folks. I, I want us to understand today that the resurrection was actually a historical event. You can actually write that on your handout. Write that on your handout. The resurrection was an historical event. It happened for real. It was real. And so then, so as we were going through this on Thursday, somebody's like, yeah, but Matt, you're not a historian. Some of you know that, right? And so, so he said, well, what, what are some scriptural evidence? So I found a couple things. Historian D.H. Van Dalen says this. He says, it is extremely difficult to object to the empty tomb on historical grounds. Those who deny it do so on the basis of theological or philosophical assumptions, not historical ones. Jacob Kramer, who was special, he specializes in the study of the resurrection and, by the way, is a New Testament critic, said this. He said, by far, most exegetes hold firmly to the reliability of the biblical statements about the empty tomb. And then he goes on to list 28 other scholars to back up his fantastic claim. It's an event, y'all. It was historical. This thing happened. And I think it's so easy in 2022 for us to, to kind of blow past this. But I don't know if y'all saw me over here. I was pretty excited. I was pretty pumped up today. And we ought to be pumped up because a real thing happened and it continues to happen. And it's interesting because even that first Easter, there was lots of talk about it. Right? There was lots of talk about it. Back in the text, right, we see in verse 14, they said they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. There was talk all over town, right, uh, all over the place. And, and some, by the way, were very unsure, right? Like many in our culture today, very unsure of this whole thing, right? Like, uh, like some of you might know this, but like Thomas, right? He's one, one of the disciples, by the way, nonetheless. In verses 24 and 25 of, of John 20, it says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So he wasn't there when he showed up. And so some of the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Folks, there was lots of talk. 
There was lots of talk on that for a very first Easter, right? And some were unsure. And some, some were saying, there's no way. Like this, there's no way this happened, right? There's gotta be a rational explanation. How many of you know that God, God often works in unrational explanations, right? Like there are times where God, we can't rationalize the work of God sometimes. Again, I'm yelling at you, 8 a.m., I'm sorry. And it's interesting because even the chief priests, right? They were trying to steer their narrative, weren't they? Right? Look back at, uh, uh, look at uh, Matthew 28, 12 and 13 says, when the chief priests had met the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money telling them, you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were sleeping. That's what we saw in the sealer video, right? This is what, this is what happened. This, again, by the way, that was real. That happened, right? There was money that just transferred. And by the way, uh, th this, this right here is the reason why there's still speculation to this today. It started there. It started with the chief priest going, nah, let's, let's make up a story. But folks, it indeed happened. Christ was risen. Christ was risen indeed. It was historical. It happened, period. Thank you. So that's the was part. Now we get to get to the good part. Some of you know the real, no, no, I'm not gonna go there, okay. All right, um, so the second part of this is that not only was Jesus alive, but he is alive today. He is alive still today. There's no doubt that today is the marvelous extension of this very first Easter. Um, this, what we read in the Bible, folks, was just the first chapter in the story. It was the first chapter. And actually, Jesus even alludes to this when he's talking to his disciples in our text, right? 25 and 26, he says to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And I looked up that phrase, enter his glory, in the original text this week, and, and it's, uh, it's this word, it's doxa. And doxa means a most glorious condition, the glorious condition of blessedness with God the Father in heaven. And so what Jesus is saying to his disciples in this moment, and this is kind of a new uh, revelation for me this week, he's saying, look guys, you've heard this over and over, right? You, you've heard this over and over, but this is the next step, remember? Remember this is the next step, I am alive. I am alive, and by the way, I'm not just alive for a moment, I am alive now and forever. This became an eternal state for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I wrote it in my notes this way, folks. The grave couldn't hold him and only heaven could. The grave couldn't hold him and only heaven could. Easter today, folks, every year, year after year, is a marvelous extension of the very first Easter because Jesus continues to be alive. And so guess what's gonna happen next Easter? Jesus is still gonna be alive. You know what's gonna happen the Easter after that? Jesus is still gonna be alive. You know what's gonna happen the Easter after that? Jesus is still gonna be alive. Can I get an amen from somebody? Folks, this is going to happen year after year until the end of time, until Jesus comes back. Jesus is going to be alive every single Easter. It's an extension of the very first Easter. And I get excited about that. Because when I, what happened is, right, he, he, like, he's dead in the grave, right? And the grave couldn't hold him. Only heaven could. That gives me hope for my life, y'all. And I need more bacon up in this place. Folks, and, here, and here's how I can get to some of this, right? Hebrews 13, eight says, when uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what that tells me, that scripture right there, it says he was alive and he is gonna be alive until the end of time, he, forever. It's not over. And by the way, we get all the victory. We get all the benefit of that. How amazing is that? 
Oh, and this is the other part of it. Like the whole benefit of that, right? The, the reality is, is that, that like sometimes I think we can go through life and it's like, okay, the resurrection happened and then, okay, boom, I can do this thing. And then it's like, oh, but life's still gonna stink and be awful and all. By the way, there's, life can be challenging. But how many of you know the alive Jesus can actually continue to work in your life? All right, couple, couple verses. These first two are from Jesus himself. He says this, John 5, 17 says, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am working. Now this is when Jesus, before Jesus was uh, uh, crucified, okay? He was still walking the planet. And so here's what I can conclude from this text, right? I can conclude from this text that if, if God the father is in heaven working while Jesus is on earth, how many of you know that when Jesus goes to heaven, he's also gonna be working, right? He's still alive. He's active in your life. He can't be. And then next one, John 16, says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. All indication in this text here is that is the continued presence of Jesus in our struggles. Oh, I need that. He can, folks, because he overcame, he can help us endure and overcome our stuff too. And then finally, this last one is Philippians 4, 13, probably familiar to some of you. For I can do everything through Christ. I can do everything through through Christ who gives me strength. Again, an indication of an alive and active Jesus. He was alive and he still is alive today. And so that leads us to a question, right? If he's still alive today, here's the question. Are you awake to him? He's not asleep. He's not dead. He is alive, and if he's alive, are you awake to him? You know, there are 12 times in the Bible that it uses this phrase to wake up, for us as human beings to wake up. And, and I find that very interesting. And I, and I don't know about you, but I can, I can admit that I, I, I find it easy sometimes to fall asleep in life, right? Not physically, but, but like to fall asleep, like, you know, like to just get into the, the rut and the routine of life. Right, like you, you wake, the, the alarm goes off at the same time every Monday through Friday, right? You get up, you have a couple cups of coffee, you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you, you, you watch this TV show, you, you, you work out a little bit, and then boom, it's on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat all the time, right? I, I can do that, I can do that, and just sometimes just like, just, all right, here we go, cruise control, I'm on my daily grind. You probably can be like that too, Right? And so I, th- I can admit that it's, it's easy to fall asleep in the life. And so, so if it's easy to fall asleep and we have an alive Jesus, the question is, are we awake to the alive Jesus? Now, I think that this whole like living awake thing can mean lots of things in regards to like relationships or we, uh, and, and uh, serving people and loving people. But what I want to talk about today, specifically on Easter Sunday, 2022 focus, is that we are alive to the, the alive Jesus spiritually. Are we alive to him? Because he's alive. Are we, are we awake and alive to him? And so I'm gonna get really kind of a little serious with you this morning because I'm gonna ask you, where are you with God today? Where are you, not, not where your family is, not coming to church, by the way, because church is not a relationship with Jesus, the alive Jesus, right? Where are you with Jesus? What have you personally decided about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in your life? Are you awake towards him? 1 Corinthians 15, three through four says, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Folks, this is truly what Easter is all about is being awake to the live Jesus. Sure, you're gonna have great food and fun. You probably hunt some Easter eggs, all that kind of stuff. By the way, none of that has to do with anything that this actual holiday is about. John, 316, probably very familiar to many of you. 
It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to go through everything he went on Good Friday to condemn the world, but no, to save the world through him. See, Jesus went through all that he went through, pretty horrible pain, torture, death on a cross before the resurrection in order, folks. Listen, if you don't know this, listen to me. Folks, he did all of that to rescue you and to rescue me. Paying with his life what we owe uh, in, uh, in the debt of our sin, the things that we mess up in life. By the way, how many of you know we all mess up in life? He paid with his life. It says in Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He made a way for us to be like him. Oh man, that's amazing. How many of you, how, many of you, how sad of an existence would it be that we live here for 80 years and we die and that's it? That's a pretty sad existence to me, but he, because he went through all this stuff and he resurrected from the dead, right? He proved that he was the Messiah to save us from our sins and we can be like him alive forever. Y'all aren't getting this yet. All right. Can somebody bring a coffee? We need coffee. Folks, this is a big deal. This is a tremendous deal. Because what happens, right? Like, like we, we deserve death and Jesus said, hey, while I'm hanging on the cross, I'm gonna know your name. And I'm gonna think of you and I'm gonna take all the junk, all the stuff that you do wrong and I'm gonna put that on myself. By the way, I love y'all, but I probably wouldn't do that for you. But he did that for you. And then, right, he, he paid the costly price with his life and then yeah, he raised from the dead, again, a historical event to prove the reality and availability that is given to you. It can be yours if you want it. This eternal state of aliveness. And so the question is, and I think it's a good one to consider every Easter for all of us, even if you've been a follower of Jesus for, for 25 years or 40 years, I think it's a good thing to, for us to ask ourselves, am I today in this very moment awake to the alive Jesus? Are you today in 2022, say it's what, April 17th? April 17th of 2022, are you awake to the alive Jesus? Giving him, what I often say here at the church is giving him the, over the, the, the driver's seat of your life. Is he in the driver's seat of your life? Is he, is he like directing your path and, and direction of your life or are you doing that and you're kind of including him a little bit? Or doing, you're doing that and not including him at all? And here's what I would ask some of you today as you consider this, and I've been praying for you all this week, is that if, 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 you could, if you're in a position today, when you look and you say, okay, April 17th of 2022, no, I can't say that Jesus is in the driver's seat of my life. I wanna ask you this question, why not? If not, why not? And I'm not trying to be mean or, or, or whatever. This is a huge celebration day, but folks, this is what Easter has been about your entire life. Every year, you've been, some of you are 55. Guess what? Easter's been about this 55 years. Every year, this is what it's been about. So what are you waiting for? Or maybe, maybe Jesus was in the driver's seat of your life at one point. Maybe he's gotten out of that. And so, and so again, I would say to you, like, what are you waiting for to get him back there? Maybe, maybe you were following Jesus when you were 15 years old and, and then, by the way, life sometimes happens and it gets really hard and you've just walked away from that and he's not in the driver's seat of, of your life anymore. Again, I would say to you, why, why not? What are you waiting for? I, I, what I wanna, wanna, wanna try to communicate this morning is that, folks, this day, this historical event of the resurrection, it has serious meaning. 
the serious meaning. And I think we live in a world right now that wants to shove off the meaning of what this actually means. And folks, we, how many of you know our hurting world needs more of the resurrection? Needs more of the resurrection. And so I was trying to figure out how to close and I was trying to think about like, how do I communicate the significance of this resurrection? And I've tried to do that a little bit this morning, but I'm not sure I've done a great job. So I found a video uh, that I think captures this really, really well, the, the level of significance that the resurrection has. So take a look at this, and then uh, we're gonna jump into one more song. The word Easter literally refers to the time of year in the spring when the days become longer than the nights. But for the person who knows Jesus Christ, Easter means a lot more than that. It means that even though Jesus died, salvation didn't. Even though Jesus was buried, hope wasn't. Because Jesus is alive. Easter means there is forgiveness for my failures, grace for my guilt, and mercy for my misery. Easter means that the pain and the silence of living in a Saturday world isn't purposeless and it isn't permanent. Easter means that I can't out the grace of God and I can't outrun the reach of God. It means that Jesus is king, light overcomes darkness, and justice will win, and brokenness will be broken. Easter means that the scars on the hands of Jesus are telling a story of victory, not defeat. And the same is true for me. It means that I am not alone, not ashamed, not forgotten, and not forsaken. It means that the rain and the storms and the wind and the waves of this world will not have the last word because my future is a resurrected body with the resurrected Jesus on a resurrected earth. Easter means that I can join with a choir of saints and angels singing, Oh death, where is your victory? Oh grave, where is your sting? Oh hell, where is your song? Easter means that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgressions from me. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for me. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.